Hi everyone, and welcome to this bonus edition of the Four Corners Crimecast. My name is Jake. My name is Rory. And I'm your host, Katie. And today we are talking about Lori Vallow, Megan Boswell, and Letitia Stouch. And these are pretty current cases, right, Katie? Yeah, these are all going on right now. Oh, right on. Where are these cases location-wise? Mostly um, in Four Corner states, or...? No, Gannon Stouch is missing out of El Paso County, which is in Colorado not Texas. And then we have Lori Vallow, which was in Arizona, Hawaii. Idaho. Megan Boswell is in Tennessee. All right. What do these cases have in common? Children. Missing children. So this is all about a bunch of missing kids? Yes. Well, where are we starting with this one? We're starting with Lori Vallow, which is the most confusing of these. So we have five names that you guys have to remember. So we have Joshua, who goes by JJ, Tylee, Ryan, who JJ is seven, Tylee is 17, and they're both kids of Lori Vallow. JJ is adopted, and Lori currently is married to Chad Daybell, and her brother is Alex Cox. So just keep those names in mind. Got him. Locked him in the old brain vault. <laughs> so in 2019, Lori was married to Charles Vallow, and they lived together in Chandler, Arizona with JJ and Tylee. On July 11th, Charles was shot to death by Lori's brother, Alex Cox. And this was ruled self-defense, and there was no charges filed. But Tylee Ryan's father, Joseph Ryan, also died of a heart attack in 2018. So what was the the self-defense? What happened there? Alex said that he was attacked by Charles, and so he shot him because Charles was coming after him, basically. But why? Why was Charles coming after him? Did he say anything to that extent? I think it was just a domestic dispute, something about their divorce, because Laurie and Charles were in the midst of a divorce. Okay, and her son JJ was adopted, correct? Yes, adopted by Lori and Charles. Okay. And And then Tylee, who's 17, 10 years older than JJ, was with her other husband before Charles, who's also dead. And how did he die? Is it suspicious at all that both of her husbands are now dead? He died of a a heart attack, quote Mm. unquote. Okay. Ooh, I feel like there had to be some life insurance money attached to that heart attack. I don't think there was. Oh. Actually. I just feel like she's a black widow. Maybe. In the beginning months of 2019, Lori met Chad through books he's written, and she had recently joined Preparing a People, which is a doomsday prepper group, or cult, depending on which news source you get it from. This lady started reading this dude Chad's books, and that's how she met him? Basically, yeah. He writes with his previous wife, Doomsday Prepper Books, basically. And she got into that and joined this group, and then they met. And all the shit started going down. Those doomsday prepper guys are kind of militia-ish. They're like the soldier of fortune type where they advertise in the back of a magazine for murder for hire and sort of stuff. Is that the type of group we're talking about? Or is this just more of a like hoard your toilet paper type of group? According to Charles's divorce documents, she was preparing for Christ's second coming. Oh, yeah, that's cool. don't store anything up except, I think, water and bread for that. Yeah, I mean, you're set pretty much. He'll turn fish into wine or whatever he did yeah i mean you're eating the body and the blood where do you draw the line between um a cult or just a prepper like where does that line i think when jesus gets involved is Is it yeah that's where the line kind of when you bring religion into it it's a cult it's it's when you swap it over like yeah you can be a doomsday prepper where you're just hoarding a bunch of ammo and mres or you can be a doomsday prepper where you (laughs) are actually preparing for the revelation yeah the battle of the antichrist and (laughs) things like that so and they seem to fall in this lori seemed to fall a little bit more in with preparing a people into the jesus christ doomsday preppers 
Yeah, one of the quotes from the divorce filings says, quote, She believes she is a God assigned to carry out the work of the 144,000 at Christ's second coming in July. Jesus Christ. Ah, yep, that's him. Charles also filed an order of protection because he was in genuine fear for his life, but in March he actually dropped the divorce proceedings. I'm not sure why. So he had filed that, that against uh, Lori? Yeah, he wanted to be divorced from her. And then Alex was the one who killed him, though? Lori's brother? Yeah. Okay. Or so it seems. Two weeks after Charles's death, Lori emailed the company that had provided JJ, who was autistic, with his service dog, and requested that they find the dog a new family due to, quote, a change in life circumstances. She didn't get her kid vaccinated anymore, and boom, wasn't autistic. Oh God. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yep. I don't think that's how that works. I'm not really sure how, the, how anything in changes in life circumstances when it's a situation like that. Yeah, so it was Charles's death was part of that, and then they also moved in September to Rexburg, Idaho. Idaho potato. The four took a trip to Yellowstone National Park on September 8th, and a photo taken there is the last known sighting of Tylee Ryan alive. JJ was seen at home in the first few weeks of September and continued to attend school. The neighbor's children went and played with JJ multiple times in early September, but at one point when they asked to play, they were told that JJ was sent to live with his grandmother. The last time that JJ was seen alive was on September 23rd. Lori called the school on the 24th and told them that JJ would not be returning and she would be homeschooling him, but she never requested any of his transcripts. Well, that's because you don't need transcripts for homeschooling. You learn everything you need in the homeschooling. You could pass a test. You're good. Might give you problems with math Why down the road. Why are you defending homeschool <laughs> so much? I just don't think that we need to go... In, in this instance, though, homeschool is code for my kid's not coming back to your school because he's dead. Are you trying to say that in this instance you weren't going to make fun of me for being homeschooled? No. I don't believe you. No, it didn't a... cross my mind for a second. I don't believe you for a second. So the next month in October, the longtime wife of Chad Daybell died in their home, and he requested that she not be autopsied. From this, he received a $430,000 life insurance payout. Her remains were actually exhumed in December to test for the possibility of fallow play. This is the dude that wrote the books with his wife that Lori was obsessed with. Yes. Okay. So his wife also died under mysterious circumstances. Yes. And on November 5th, so like a month, a couple weeks later, they got married, her and Chad. Oh, snap a dude. This is like getting this crazy. This thing was planned. Yeah, this is like some weird, crazy mystery book plot, and I'm kind of digging it. On November 26th, the children's grandparents grew concerned that they had not spoken to them and called the Rexburg PD for a welfare check. Alex Cox and Chad were both outside the apartment, and Alex claimed the children were with their grandparents. But the grandparents had called the police? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> silly motherfuckers. Yeah, so didn't that tip the police off, like, right away? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, so... <laughs> Imagine if it didn't. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> they call the grandparents. Hey, uh, they said that the kids are with their grandparents. I think Idaho police are only good at potato-related crimes. When they got a hold of Lori later that day, she claimed that JJ was with a friend in Arizona. That friend was contacted by Gilbert police and did not know where JJ was and said that both Lori and Chad had called her and asked her to lie to the police. So at this point, they already have to know that Lori is covering shit up because that's a really bad job of covering your tracks. Yeah, I mean, they called the parents and said, hey, will you tell the police that our child is with you? 
That's a terrible fucking way to do that. Yeah, let me suck you into what I'm into. Yeah, my first response would be like, nope. No, I'm not, not going to lie to the kids so you could take lie your to the kid. Cop. Or lie to the cops so you can dispose of your children. Yeah, that doesn't drag sound me like... Into it. That doesn't sound like a good plan. Like, where are your kids would be my next question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it got it even worse because the next day they served a search warrant on the home and Lori and Chad were both gone and all of her clothes were also gone. So they knew that they were not coming back. Skipped town. Crazy. Yeah. And then in December 2019, Alex Cox also died in his home and his cause of death has not ever been made public. He shot himself four times in the neck and head. There's just a lot of weird deaths that happen in this story, so... I think it's all these doomsday cult preppers. Like, the kids got too close to cult knowledge and had to be taken out, so Lori is afraid for her life, ran away. Makes sense. I think these people are all stockpiling some kind of chemical that is then eroding at their brains and causing them to either die or kill themselves. That also makes sense. So we found them in Hawaii in January, but police found absolutely no proof that JJ and Tylee had ever been there with Lori and Chad. And in late January, Lori was ordered by the court to present the children and prove that they were safe or face charges. She obviously did not do so, and she was arrested on February 20th on child desertion and non-support of dependent children. She was being held on 5 million bond, but she had it lowered to a million a couple days ago. So I don't know if you guys remember... That $430,000 life insurance payout that Chad got. Uh-huh. So you only have to cover 10% of your bond. 10% of $5 million. Couldn't afford it, but he can easily afford $100,000 now, so. Yeah. So you think he, she's going to get out and just straight bail? Yeah, I think we should probably get the U.S. Marshals involved, like, before we let her out. I want a hard target search of every outhouse, hen house. Doghouse. Doghouse. Every house. Good quote on a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to go. And we're not we're not gonna find her for a very long time. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure her kids are being held somewhere actually. Or you think I they're mean, alive? If, if she killed them, she dumped them in Yellowstone. That place is fucking huge, and there is absolutely no way you could find a body out in that. Especially if the bears eat it. Yeah, you yeah, always gotta contend with the bars and uh, the raccoons. Yeah, there's this thing foxes. going around too. There's this apparently Barracudas. like small area in Yellowstone called the Zone of Death where. There's no jurisdiction there, so everyone says that you can apparently get away with any crime you ever want, which is not true, because some dude shot an elk there illegally, and he was prosecuted for it. If they'll prosecute you for shooting an elk. So there's just this Yellowstone Triangle myth where, like, there's no crime in the center of Yellowstone. Yeah. so <laughs> there's the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Technically, there is no jurisdiction there, but if you murdered someone there, they would figure out. You're still, Which state's yeah, going to prosecute honestly, you? you're still on land, federal land, right? I mean, it's a state yeah. park, so like no matter where troopers. you do anything, you're yeah, still it doesn't... technically on federal. You're still on U.S. soil. Yeah, and unfortunately, first-degree murder is a federal crime, mm-hmm. not just a state crime, so you're going to go to prison. So about misdemeanors, like, my, if I were to go there and commit obstruction of justice, I would be all right? No, they would, figure, they would just hand you off to whichever state wanted to okay. take you. But yeah, no, they they do interviews with like Yellowstone or ex Yellowstone employees, their park rangers and things like that, and they say, yeah, if you ever want to kill someone, Yellowstone's the place to do it because there's no way your body would be found. I mean, it'd have to be chance to find a body. But the thing is, after they left Yellowstone, Tylee hasn't been seen since then. But JJ was in school after that, so he was seen. I don't know if they killed them separately 
and they took him back or what happened. But mm. she hasn't been seen since then. There's a picture of her at the park, but he was in school and there was a couple of people that reported seeing him. I think they probably sold her into some kind of slavery, human no, trafficking. I guarantee she did. Away she goes, though, if you do. I think Lori wanted to start a new life and had to get rid of her kids to do so. She also told Chad's parents that she was an empty nester. Huh. I oh, guess that's it... really creepy. Mm-hmm. And he said that she didn't have kids. Oh, shit. Oh. It's all a lie to make the in-laws like her. Something like that. Yeah, so something weird's going on here, and we'll obviously talk about it more when we find out more, but I have a feeling it's going to be a while, especially if she gets out. My theory... They killed him to start the new life. Um, they tried just getting away with the the youngest child, right? They killed Tylee and thought they could keep JJ around, but it became just as much hassle as having two kids. And it seems strange to kill a one who's almost an adult and actually technically could be like, you could just disown him for some reason or something and be like, ah, never come near me. But even if it's... And you're still that person's parent. I mean, it's it's it must be harder to like know your kids floating around out in the world and just know exactly where they are. Yeah, better to just kill them off. Yeah, and Chad has not been charged with anything because he is not the legal parent of either of these kids. Oh yeah, so he probably just thinks he's getting away scot free no matter what. Yeah. If anything, he's probably the murderer. I'm guaranteed he knows at least something about it. Yeah, I have a feeling Alex did too, but he's also dead. So. No way to know. Convenient. Yeah. Convenient. Alrighty, so that's uh, Lori, the Lori Vallow case as we know it. Mm-hmm, so far. We'll awesome. be bringing updates if they happen anytime soon. Yeah, for sure. All right, Kitty, and what is the next one we've got coming up? The next one is Megan Boswell, who is basically Casey Anthony number two. Like she killed she... her kid and left it in the trunk? Or she's just number two because she's also a piece of shit. Oh, there's just a lot of double entendre. A lot of parallels in the stories, and it kind of seems like she was looked at it and was like, "Well, Casey Anthony didn't get convicted, so well, when it I'm comes try that too." When it comes to murderers, um, there is a certain like kind of archetype for a female murderer. Is it just something that sort of follow is following that path, or is it there's just similarity similarities because the cases are similar? Like, it just happens to be similar, or it was modeled after Casey Anthony, or is this just a straight way women murder, like one of those sort of things? No, I don't think it's just the way that they murdered. I think it's probably she legitimately looked at the Casey Anthony case and said, well, I'm going to do that, and she didn't get convicted for it, so if I do the same thing, I might not get convicted for it. Does she have the same motives, like where she wanted to have a life without a kid, basically? We don't know her motives yet, because it's still really early, but there was another basically Zanny the Nanny. Ah, Zanita Gonzalez. Just like that? I remember that name. I'm proud of myself, okay? So on February 18th, Megan Boswell's father reported Megan's 15-month-old daughter, Evelyn, missing. The last date that they had seen the child was two months earlier on December 26th. Wait a minute. So they waited over two months to report the kid was missing? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's how it's like the Casey Anthony story. It's weird because I I know what my how my family reacts when like one of my cousins or something has a kid and they post pictures. There's a lot of pictures, and I mean they're awesome and stuff. So it'd be weird to go two months without seeing a social media post about my cousin's kid. Like I'd be super nervous about it. Yeah, they waited two fucking months to report this kid missing. Is this yeah, February 18th of this year? Yeah. Oh, so this is a fresh case. Yeah, this just happened. This all of these like are pretty. Fr- all of these are pretty fresh. 
Oh, cr- uh, yeah, this is last week. That's crazy. Okay. When investigators looked into her disappearance further, the date changed to December 10th or 11th. An Amber Alert was issued on February 19th after the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation got involved. So Megan claims that Evelyn is with a babysitter, which is the Zanny the Nanny, saying, quote, The reason I didn't report it or anything was I knew the person who had her, and I didn't want them to run away with her. And as soon as they thought anything was going on, they just kind of vanished. So I'm just kind of worried, you know, about where they are at, what they're doing with her. And she also claimed that she was pregnant. So at the point where she, this is what she told the cops once she reported the child missing? This was to a reporter when she was talking about her being missing, and obviously they were like, well, why'd you wait two months? And she said that she was with a babysitter. That's so weird. That's so weird. I dropped my kid off with this woman for two months, um, and then I became worried that they were going to run away with her if I reported this to the police. I'm pretty sure you would just lose your kid if you dropped it off somewhere for two months. Yeah, I'm pretty like sure. the state or something would intervene, unless you were like in rehab or something. She probably sold her kid for drugs. Ooh, another trafficking story. Yeah. Okay, so what's what's the rest of this, Katie? So after that, she comes out and she says that it was actually her mother that took Evelyn to Mendota in a silver camper, and then the TBI searched it, couldn't find her. And she did another interview, and this one she was... It was really, really odd because they asked her if she had any rumors that she wanted to address, like, number one, did you kill your kid? And she went into this whole spiel about how she's a gypsy and her family are gypsies, but they're not a cult. No, gypsies are not a cult. Um, Rule number one of the cult, if you have to say it's not a cult, it's probably a cult. Rule number one of the gypsies is you don't fuck with the gypsies. So, I mean, seriously, if she fucking... What are they, the fucking pineys now? Pikeys. Pikeys? Yeah, that's basically a racial term for... That's a racial slur for a gypsy? Yeah. I think gypsy's a racial slur for I think, a gypsy. Well, I think... Uh, Nomad? I think pikeys are just like Irish or Scottish or English fucking... Trash uh, gypsies. Gypsies, yeah. They're just island gypsies. Whereas the Romani are an actual people that move throughout the nomadic culture of uh, the Eastern European-ish area. This has been Strange Culture History with Rory. Yeah, but anyway, so she thinks she's a gypsy. Yeah, and nobody said anything about her being a gypsy. I haven't seen any news article of people saying that she's a gypsy, so this was just literally out of thin air. It wasn't about Evelyn. It was about, well, I'm not a gypsy. Or we are gypsies, but we're not a cult. So if what Rory's saying about the gypsies is right, then wouldn't she have to have some bloodline to prove that she's a gypsy? No, because some people can adopt a culture. It's not like that. It's a... Uh, so I think she's just actually going with some weird defense, but... On February 25th, Megan was arrested for false reporting, and her bond was set at $25,000. Days earlier, her mom, Angela, and her mother's boyfriend, William, were both arrested for being possession of a stolen vehicle. On February 26th, the sheriff's office announced Megan is not actually pregnant, and that same day, the Wilkes County Sheriff's Office stretched a pond in North Carolina, but the search was inconclusive. On the 28th, the TBI searched an RV trailer park in Tennessee, and they did not release if they found anything there, but we know now that they didn't, and they got over 700 tips in this, and unfortunately on Friday, which was March 5th, they did find remains that they think are Evelyn. Where'd they find her? They haven't really said. I saw that it was someone in her close family. Found her or or was hiding her? Found her remains. Oh, Oh, sure. So she, more than likely, I mean, obviously, we kind of knew from the beginning that they were not going to find her alive, but 
I think it was Evelyn's grandfather's property is what I saw, but I could be wrong. So they haven't done any press releases or anything. We're waiting on an autopsy to confirm that it is her, but more than likely. Yeah, hopefully we don't find, you know, hopefully they're not finding multiple dead babies. I don't think so. I think it's her. It's weird that if it was on Evelyn's grandfather's property, he's the one that reported her missing, so... Well, so you think she died the day they last saw her there? Isn't that where they were when they last saw her? Day after Christmas or whatever? No, she's been missing since... December 10th. The 10th or 11th, yeah. Okay. So I'm sure he was one of the last people that did see her alive, and I don't know if she died afterwards and they just dumped her there or what happened but so right now they have her in custody or mm-hmm. yeah she's in jail and i'm sure once they prove that it's her she's going to be charged with murder okay fuck that it. bitch yeah fuck that bitch what's up next katie Could, is it it's still more depressing i'm guessing <laughs> another dead child yes okay great <laughs> so the next one is Letitia stouch who is the stepmother of gannett stouch and he was reported missing on january 27th by his stepmom Letitia. She says that he left the home between 3.15 and 4 p.m. to walk to a friend's house, and he just never came back. And how old is he? He's 11, so he's, I mean, at an age that he could walk to a friend's house. Okay. It just threw me off because the other kids were so so young. It's like, why do you have a four-year-old walking home? One of them was 17. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's true, but then JJ was younger. Mm -hmm. Volunteers searched around his home but found nothing on the 29th. And he was first listed as a runaway, but he was changed to missing and endangered on the 30th. On February 3rd, Letitia grants an interview to address the comments being made about her. And she says, quote, I took care of Gannon for the last two years in our home. I would never, never, ever hurt this child. I know there are some questions out there. That's up to the investigators when they end up letting you guys know, but I've cooperated with them. We're going to find Gannon, and that's the main goal that we all have. I'm just ready for Gannon to come home. And according to her, they have been receiving death threats, apparently, because they believe that she did it. Is there any evidence to prove that she did anything? Yeah. Why do people people think that she did it? It's mainly because this next day, the day after she grants this interview, I think her saying there was 20 death threats was kind of her exaggerating. Okay. But the next day, their neighbor actually comes forward, and he has surveillance footage of her and Gannon leaving the house at around 10 a.m. and she returns at 2.19 without him. So you can see him get in the car and then she pulls back up later and he is not with her anywhere. she say where she takes him? No, she had some whole story about how something about a fence and he he has a key and they took a selfie together and he stepped on something in the garage and so she bandaged him up and the selfie is time stamped like she has no basically explanation for the footage she like kind of pussyfoots around it but there's no she should have just been like i took him and dropped him off with the nanny yeah i don't know what i tried to understand it so i could explain it to you guys but none of it made sense so i have no idea how she so it's bogus. Explain this away, yeah. Some bullshit, okay. So it seems like she's pretty much a child murderer. Mm-hmm, yeah, and Gannon's father, who was married to Letitia, pretty much broke down in tears when he saw the video and knew that she had lied about where he was. Oh, because he knows something about that bitch. Yeah. On February 5th, Gannon's father and biological mother gave an interview begging anyone with information to come forward. The next day, there was another search conducted at a reservoir, but nothing was found. On February 14th through the 16th, investigators searched through a specific area around South Perry Park Road, and they would not say why they were so focused on that specific area, but so far nothing's been found. 
Is that a rural area? I don't think so. I'm not exactly sure where it is or what the area is like, but they were really focused. I think it's typical Colorado, so it's a neighborhood and there's a lot of forest. My question then being is, uh, did they just take, like, what's two hours out of the way? Like, two hours away from her house because she was gone for four hours and she should have an explanation for where she was in those hours. And if she doesn't, are they just looking in a two-hour perimeter from around the house? I think they're looking pretty close to the house okay. so far. Because, I mean, obviously she couldn't, she could have gotten in the car and not driven very far and still. Yeah. It still yeah, it all depends takes on a while. If you bury the body, if you dump it, because you got to dig a hole and that takes time. If you just throw it, throw the body out somewhere, that doesn't take any time. So then you're looking at two hours. Yeah. So I think they have some evidence that they haven't given to the public right now. Right? Yeah. They're being really hush hush about this. So, because okay. it's sense. an ongoing investigation. Yeah. But what we know from. Child murders done by family members, they usually have a very close proximity to their home. Do the police also kind of keep this a little hush-hush due to the fact that they need to pick from a jury pool? Is that Could that be one of the things? No? Not really, no. Usually jury pools, they can find them anywhere and everywhere. You okay. can find people that haven't heard about this. They're not that worried about Especially the media Colorado. coverage. There's a lot of places where there's no internet. Okay. On February 28th, investigators filed an arrest warrant for Letitia, and she was arrested on March 2nd. She's being held on first-degree murder, child abuse resulting in death, tampering with a body, and evidence tampering. On her way back to Colorado, she slipped her handcuffs and attacked a deputy in the transport van. Gannon's remains have not been found, but investigators do believe that he's no longer alive. Well, yeah, I mean, you look pretty guilty when you attack the people that are taking you back to justice. Yeah, and she was in South Carolina. I'm not sure why, so she had to be extradited back to Colorado. Gannon's father has filed for divorce, obviously. Oh yeah, he thinks she's guilty. Yeah, everyone thinks she's guilty, and they obviously have some sort of evidence to charge her with tampering with a body and evidence tampering. Yeah, those are the obvious ones, because they can charge for murder without a body if they have pretty evidence that the person's no longer around, right? Yeah, I think that video evidence would probably be enough for them. Yeah, because an 11-year-old's not going to go out and survive on their own. You know, yeah. just going to go drop him off at a hotel. And if you did, you just say, yeah, he was pissing me off, so I took him to this hotel. There he is. It's Something. just strange that she's the one that reported him missing. and That is the strange part. So I think she probably thought she was being real sneaky and was going to get away with it, but... The neighbor was on it with those cameras. Yeah. If we learn anything from this story, it's that it, point your cameras at your neighbor's house. So is this going to be, if they find a body, is this going to be a death penalty case or More than is likely, just going to be straight first degree murder? First degree murder, child abuse, yeah. I know it's, you guys have already told me, but what are the options in Colorado? Is it just one option? I think it's just one option in Colorado. Yeah, Bummer. I think they're just lethal injection. Just, so a lot of weird missing kid stories this week, huh? Yeah, and so far out of the four, we have one body. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I'm just looking at a picture right now of Letitia. She looks crazy. Let me see. It's her mugshot photo, and she looks kind of... Anyway, so is that going to wrap it up for this week's episode? So far. We'll bring updates when we get them. There might be a lot of updates coming. These are such recent cases, and some of these like uh, are waiting on things like autopsies. So Yeah, and these are all kind of confusing and hard to follow, so I figured us laying them out would help people that are interested but not able to re read every single news article, especially the Vallow case, because that one's just... Yeah, that one's crazy. There's more information if you guys want it, but it's all pretty much about Lori's life and all of the weird shit she's getting into outside of her doomsday group, so... 
outside of her doomsday group? I mean, inside of it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Prepping for Jesus. All right, guys, so that's been our little bonus episode for you this week. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to get, send us an email at fourcornerscrimecast at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R, cornerscrimecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fourcornerscrimecast, on Instagram at fourcornerscrimecast, and on Twitter at fourcornerscrime with the number four. And as always, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or find us on our website at fourcornerscrimecast.com. That's F-O-U-R, cornerscrimecast.com. If you rate and review us, send us episode suggestions, or use the coupon code BINGOBANGO, you can get a free sticker. Thanks for listening. See you next week. See ya. Adios, motherfuckers! I had a nightmare that I shot Aaron.